Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabriel Montalvo, back and mediocre as ever. But before we get into the latest on what is going on between the left and Kyle Rittenhouse and every demented being, apparently, who owns a computer and has access to Twitter... Let's remind you guys to please visit our website at EmpireStateConservatives.com with links to all of our shows and merch, the profits of which go back into fighting leftist tyranny here in New York. We are fully funded by your money of the viewers, so anything that you can give really helps us, and we would like to give you something back. So we have our new line of Let's Go Brandon stuff. I know it's a little played out, but it is beautiful, and our shirts and hats are glorious. But Gabe, let's get into this. Let's start with the closing arguments of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go through the whole trial because honestly, we just don't have the time. Okay. The show is 55 minutes max. We have other things we have to do, and no one wants to hear about the whole trial. But a quick overview for those of you who were not caught up essentially, what the prosecution did was instead of proving that Kyle did not use self defense, They essentially proved that he did use self-defense throughout this entire trial. They essentially did the defense's job for them. And this is looking like this thing should go to a not guilty verdict while the jury is currently out at the time of the recording of this show. But I really wanted to talk about the complete nonsense that was going on from the prosecution, including like ridiculous things like asking Kyle if he ever played Call of Duty, um, the the assistant the ADA taking Kyle's gun and pointing it at the jury with his finger on the trigger. And yes, we know most likely the firearm was checked by somebody, but the number one rule of firearms is treat every single gun as if it is loaded. And number two is do not point it at something you do not wish to destroy. He violated both of those rules. I don't care if it was empty, you still don't do it. But really we've seen a lot of garbage coming out of this and the reaction of people, especially on the left has not been one of facts. Shocking, right? It has been of emotion and a whole bunch of nonsense. Gabe, what have you seen from this trial? If any, if I've missed anything that it could possibly go the other way and not be self-defense. I mean, there is no way that I could possibly see this not being stacked up to self-defense, but the prosecution has made this asinine idea or this statement that, well, he has the bigger firepower. He has like more firepower here, the bigger firearm. Ergo, it wasn't self-defense. So this is something where it's not just about Kyle Rittenhouse specifically. Did Kyle Rittenhouse break the law? Did he do something wrong? Uh, Yes or no. It's now going to set the precedent for how we look at self-defense cases moving forward. And if he gets slammed with a bunch of charges, if he gets locked, uh, locked up, key thrown away it's going to be very difficult to now you know claim self-defense because well what if an intruder breaks in with a pistol and i blast him you know that's all hell with a shotgun i have the bigger firearm i have more firepower behind me but he broke into my home so the prosecutor also had these like stupid ideas where he he would go and, and try and say well well uh well kyle uh 
what, what business did you have being in, in Kenosha? Well, my father lives here, but you don't live here, so therefore you shouldn't have been here. Like, he's, he just pulled these arguments out of his head. And honestly, I know he's working politics. He's brought up politics several times throughout the trial where the judge has had to correct him several times. So the guy has an angle. We know it. But the the whole, like I said, this whole case will determine how we look at self-defense laws and how we defend ourselves moving forward. Yeah, and I really do believe that this is one of those cases where it was brought to prosecution simply for political reasons. And the arguments made by the prosecutor are completely invalid. But it's the same thing that you hear from just like people on the left who aren't lawyers. Like, oh, well, Kyle brought a gun, so he started it. Like, just because you bring a gun somewhere doesn't mean you're starting a confrontation. That's not the way that it works. So the lawyer is claiming you lose the right to self-defense if you bring a gun to a fight or to a confrontation. That's absolutely asinine. There's no legal justification behind it at all. And even, again, Alan Dershowitz, who, once again, is a giant liberal, but is very attuned to con the Constitution and constitutional law. He was part of Trump's defense team because even he realized that President Trump should not have been impeached or accused of whatever the hell he's being accused of. He has said that Rittenhouse should be um, exonerated and he should sue mainstream media for defaming him. Again, Alan Dershowitz is not a conservative. He is a giant liberal. So this is something that's absolutely ridiculous. And the insane nonsense that they are putting out there about this is only what it's it's only going to cause problems when this verdict comes back. And I 100% believe it will be not guilty. I've watched the video a thousand times. I've heard all the witness statements. I actually followed this trial very, very closely because I wanted to see how the left was going to try to spin it. And they did a very bad job. And it's just, it's bad. It's like, it's kind of like you take like a debate, like a, you're either in like on a debate team or you take like a law class. Like I took a law class in high school and I was supposed to be a landlord. And uh, there was something that like a garage door fell and injured my, my uh, tenant. And I had to prove that it was his fault. And I'm like, I don't know the, like, it's like, I don't know the law well enough to be able to spin that. And that's kind of what it came out to with this ADA where it's like, you don't really have an angle to go with and you don't really know enough in order to spin it. But there's so much evidence to state that it was self-defense. And even the gun charge was thrown out because even the information that was pushed by left-wing media about the gun charge was incorrect, about what gun possession was incorrect. So it just seems like a whole bunch of misinformation pushed out into the media to get people riled up. And now they're talking about, oh, this is just a case of white privilege and this is white supremacy. And you have that idiot in Oregon talking about that employers should give black people to a day or two off from work after this, after this trial. It's like, what are you talking about? Bro, first of all, you really think black people are so frail that they need days off from work for a, for a trial verdict. And number two, there were no black people involved in this incident. It, it, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. But again, they push a narrative to get people riled up. And the National Guard's already been called into Kenosha. I mean, it's... Do you... Like, Gabe, why do you think the left is pushing so hard this false narrative that Kyle did anything but self-defense? This is so clear-cut. Well, it's because of, simply of the fact that if they make it about race, then you have a reason to actually defend the the idea that Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty and he's just a horrible human being. 
because there are a lot of leftists on Twitter, uh, the blue and non checkmark uh, people of the world that are actually looking back and saying, well, I actually saw the video for the first time because of the trial. I wanted to inform myself independent of mainstream liberal media. And yeah, this looks like self-defense. And a lot of people are now questioning, well, why wasn't this framed? Why wasn't it framed correctly? And that's what that then goes to bad journalism. It's about, it shouldn't have to be framed any sort of way. It should just be the truth, objective, the truth. What happens? The kid goes and says he's there to provide first aid and put up fires that are lit by uh, BLM arsonists and Antifa arsonists. Not all that were there were meant to go destroy and ride and loot. I'm sure there are very good people uh, on the protesting side, just a disclaimer. But as a whole, if we have to accept that those were a few people on, you know, by their face value, saying that they were there just to protest for uh, racial equality, then we have to accept the face value that Kyle Rittenhouse was there to provide aid. That's what he was doing. That's what he said he was doing. And he actually had, can be seen on video going, asking people, do they need help? Hey, there's a fire over here. Let's go put it out. And if you take that saying, hey, this is a kid who actually wants to help, a 17-year-old kid that wants to go out and do something because the police is hands are tied behind their back, the fire department is dealing with a thousand other things right now with fires that could be literally be seen from space. So, hey, I don't think I could... I, these people must be thinking, well, I don't think I can actually say that that's a bad kid, that's a bad person. But if we throw in the whole white supremacist narrative, oh, well, of course, he's a, he's a whole of human being case closed. That's what it boils down to. It has to be a, a, a racial divide. That's all it does. So I had I put out I put one of our YouTube listeners in timeout because they said something completely asinine. No one is idolizing somebody. Kyle Rittenhouse it defended himself and shot two, three people who were possibly going, well, most likely actually, if you look at the videotape, going to kill him. One man was reaching for his rifle and had said earlier in the night that he would kill him if he found him alone. The other guy was swinging a skateboard at his head, and the third person was pulling a handgun on him. So this is not idolizing someone, right? This is not someone who's we're not idolizing. Also, not idolizing Kyle Rittenhouse. This is a kid who was put in an extraordinary situation, defended himself, and came out on top. That's what happened. So this is quick timeout because it was so asinine. I was just like, (laughs) it's too much. It's it was just too much. Least you're being honest about it, but this is like a repeat of the Richard Jewell situation uh, with the um, uh, with the Olympics that happened in the in the 90s here in Atlanta. Um, Richard Jewell was a security officer. He used to he had a dream of going to law enforcement, uh, but was not able to uh, to get in. Uh, and he became a I guess like a hometown. And he became a national hero when he found or he discovered there was a uh, an improvised explosive device uh, in the park. And he warned police officers, they were able to evacuate and he saved a bunch of lives that day. But then the media got a hold of the situation. They said, hmm, well, why don't we make Richard Jewell the prime suspect because he fits the profile of a hero bomber, a wannabe law enforcement guy. He's a you know white guy, middle-aged, that's still living home with his mother, no kids, you know, no wife, no significant other. He fits the profile of a hero bomber. And the media and the FBI Again, the FBI, like, uh, you know, acting like the American just shot up, going in and interrogating Richard Jewell when he was like, hey, listen, you guys got the wrong guy. Uh, you know, he's really out there. I want to cooperate with you, but you guys are not helping. And they took advantage of this guy. They took advantage of someone who really wanted to do the right thing. And honestly, uh, I feel like this is a repeat of what's happening. Uh, 
Kyle Rittenhouse literally was on tape saying that he wanted to be there to do the right thing because he lived and worked in that community and he's being prosecuted for it. What's the point of being a good Samaritan anymore? What's the point of being an upstanding citizen when it takes a minor to show adults how to be good Samaritans? Meanwhile, we're too afraid to do it ourselves because of this that's going to happen to us. Like, what's more, what's more powerful than the American media and the American government both working against somebody? It's a real scary thought. Right. And 100%, what Kyle Rittenhouse did was he came in and they came out to do the job that the police were unable to do. The National Guard were unable to do. The entire summer, BLM and Antifa were burning down cities. So if the government, which they claim is here to protect us, is not going to come in and protect you and your property, your livelihood, and your business, then you have to do it. And he was called on by people he knew to, they asked him to come and help protect the car a lot. That's why he was there. So this argument that, why was he there? Why why didn't they let the police do it? The police weren't there. There was, what, one cop in the whole area? It, this this stuff is just, it's just nonsense. And to to claim that someone has a right to riot and to burn down is completely false. Okay. First of all, the Constitution says you have the right to peaceably assemble. Burning down businesses and attacking people in the street is not peaceably assembling. It's not. It, it just it doesn't fall into it at all, and it's absolutely ridiculous. This kid, again, not idolizing anybody. This is someone who should be found not guilty. He was assaulted by three grown men who possibly were trying to kill him, especially one of them who said he would kill him. And guess what? He happened to come out on top and he should come out on top in this trial. And the fact that the left makes this whole thing about race is absolutely ridiculous. And they did this again. And I've heard so many times, well, if Kyle was black, this would turn out completely different. So if he was a black kid who shot three black men, you really think this would turn out different? Because the issue isn't race. It's not a white kid who shot three black men. So you can't make it, oh, well, if he was a black kid who shot three white men. No, that's not comparable. Race is not involved in the in this issue. If it was a black kid who shot three black men in the same situation, he should get off. It has nothing to do with it. This is not a white versus black thing. This is a right versus wrong thing. And someone should be able to defend themselves against deadly force using deadly force. And if he is convicted, that I think that's absolute garbage. And it completely puts self-defense in this country in really big jeopardy. Hmm. Uh, well, so... Uh... Oh, yeah. So Chris Goldman says that uh, they were released. Uh, they released the jury for the night. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of liberation going on. And honestly, I think the majority of it has to do with uh, the idea that if they do not vote a certain way, if they well, I, are going I, I, had, I had to block for I had to block first in light because now I guarantee he's going to come in with another account. But he said some complete nonsense. Not one city was burned. Come on, man. That's complete lies. You all know they were burned down Portland and all the other cities for the whole summer. Come on, that, that's garbage. Get well, me 30, sorry. No worries. Well, for the record, 37 uh, buildings in Kenosha were burned down. Uh, so I wouldn't say the whole city burned down. But yeah, when, when the Twin Towers fell in New York City, no one says, oh, well, just the lower, like, you know, just the financial district of Manhattan was attacked, not New York City. Only okay, three people lost their homes and businesses. Come on, what's wrong with you? Right. If you can see fires from a satellite, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's something worth mentioning that it's safe to say, yeah, well, the majority, you know, it was a mostly peaceful process. I'll just leave it at that. But anyways, the the jury is going uh, up against the, the, the jury's going up against the mob right now. 
And I feel like if there's any sort of deliberation happening, it's either because there's probably, you know, one or two people that genuinely believe that this guy is a horrible, that Kyle Rittenhouse is a horrible person, or the fact that a lot of these people are afraid that they're going to be identified, that the jury will be identified and then be attacked, be harassed after post-trial. I don't think that there's much of a guarantee uh, that the government can offer uh, that can guarantee their, their own safety. But uh, you, you see this type of uh, harassment happening already. There were people in the, in the audience taking videos of the jurors. They had to be removed throughout the trial. So this is, there has to be a better way to try and eliminate this amount of uh, pressure, this mob mentality to enter the, court, uh, the courtroom, which should be unbiased. That's the ideal system that we create. That's why we have a jury of your peers to be able to try and come up with a conclusion, uh, you know, fairly. Not have to worry if there is a mob waiting to lynch you outside if you don't do what they ask of you. So yeah, we have to absolutely that tomorrow. Yeah, no, it, it's completely ridiculous. And again, it becomes all about race, right? It's oh, if Kyle's released, and this is this is such a blow to black people. And Representative Cory Bush, the just one of the biggest pieces of garbage in Washington which is saying because it's Washington and it's, oh, Jesus Christ, this dude, come on, man, just go away. Okay, now he's blocked again. Now he likes censorship, lefty. But it, it Cory Bush comes out and is like, oh, well, this is going to be in white supremacist. What are you talking about? There is no evidence that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. And they did the same thing with the Derek Chauvin trial. And again, I didn't really follow the Derek Chauvin trial, but there was no allegations that it was based on race, what happened between him and George Floyd. There's not one person said that he said anything racist or anyone said anything or did anything that would make it assume it's because he was black. There was nothing in there. It just happened to be a white cop and a black and a black um, criminal. That's what it was. There is nothing to do with race in this. How is this going to embolden white supremacists? Kyle Rittenhouse is not a white supremacist. You know where that comes from? That comes from Joe Biden last year while he's campaigning, talking about how well, white militias are coming. Kyle Rittenhouse is part of a white nationalist militia. And this white militia nonsense that they push in the media, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's only done to divide. And it's all false information. Mm -hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse is not a white supremacist. Now, listen, I don't know what's deep in his heart, but there is no evidence that he is a white supremacist. There's none. So you can't just well, call him a white supremacist. Well, to add on to that, one of the, if you can even call them victims, um, one of the horrible people that were chasing uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was actually shouting the N-word at him, that he's going to get you, I'm going to get you N-word. So Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist that shot people who were attacking him uh, that were white, so he killed white people, and he also is a white supremacist, even though somebody else was calling him the N-word and saying that they're going to get him. So, I mean, he's pretty bad at it. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of uh, bad white supremacists out there. Um, if you don't agree, you're a white supremacist. If you don't agree, you're a racist. We, we've seen that happen to, to people that we know. It's happened to me. It's just about if you don't agree, therefore you are an ism, an ist, a, a horrible person. It's, it's just, it, again, it's just a going against the mob mentality. And if Kyle Rittenhouse, I don't know. I do not know Kyle Rittenhouse personally. All I know is that there is a kid that was put well who, who voluntarily put uh, put, put himself into a situation that was extremely difficult and now he is facing the consequences for his actions whether we agree with it or not positive or negative he is now facing the consequences for his actions 
and he is not getting the easy way out of this because of this mob mentality that and this social justice mentality that that has infiltrated our justice system and this want the fbi was holding on to uh drone footage that could have that showed a better picture of what was happening that night and they did not offer that up even though they knew this uh the organization knew the country knew that this trial was, was going to take place there's so many missteps here it seems like the defense was always set up to fail but the truth has, always has a way of setting itself free because even the uh, i forgot uh i forgot that jackass's name that got his arm blown up sorry vaporized he said gage yeah something. i yeah gage gage admitted that yeah i pulled out my weapon on him and then he shot me and now that's where the infamous photo of like the prosecution laying their hands on their heads looking down in shame as they know they can't spin it they yeah, but then he tried he part. tried flexing on the today show or you or whatever the hell it was talking about how oh kyle i think he's only said that he's only upset that he got caught and that really pissed me off because that's what happens with the left-wing media when someone is perceived to not be on their side, right? They just go after them so hard. This is this kid. It was a 17-year-old kid. Now he's an 18-year-old adult who went through something extremely traumatic. This is not a kid who is a battle-hardened, you know, Marine Corps veteran or a Navy SEAL. This he's not a combat guy. He's a kid who was put in an extremely stressful situation. He tried to do the right thing. He tried to run away. He tried to get away from them. He was not trying to be involved in this, and they came after him, and he had to do something that he will have to live with for the rest of his life, and clearly it's not something that anyone wants to have to do. And I know from working in law enforcement, from talking to a lot of people in law enforcement, no one wants to take a life. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it's you or them, and at a point, that's what happened. But the reaction from people, like, first of all, LeBron James really needs to just shut his mouth. Oh, my God. Could this guy just never talk on any? like political issue ever again it's it's unbelievable oh use fake crime man stop with the fake tears dude you literally cry anytime someone brushes up against you i've never seen someone flop worse than lebron james like this is a guy who's so weak that he had to be carried off in the nba finals from leg cramps everybody remembers that right michael jordan played with the flu scored 51 points lebron james had to be carried off with leg cramps lebron james has never had a hard day in his life Kyle Rittenhouse's day that he had to deal with in that street is harder than every day of LeBron James's life combined. Combined. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then you hear Joy Behar talking about this kid's a bad actor. You have no idea. That's elitist privilege. Again, the left's elitist privilege to talk down to someone who's been through a tra uh, experience so traumatic, something that they've never had to deal with and hopefully will never have to deal with anything that bad. To treat this kid like he's some sort of scumbag simply because it's perceived that he's right wing. They don't even know his politics. This isn't about politics. This is a self-defense issue. And it's only being put up like this because he was defending himself from rioters and he used an AR-15. Mm -hmm. No wonder. Uh... <laughs> so we've actually had to deal with... We have a stalker, dude. This is, this is just like, remember that guy on Instagram who was just like constantly stalking us? Yes. I mean, hey, the fact that the fact of the matter is that we're actually reaching to new people uh, is great because now we have a bunch of Instagram comments uh, coming our way. And it's not even anything productive. And I got to be honest, because I'm looking at this and I'm seeing, uh, you know, I'm well, that's why I'm, I'm just taking it off the screen, because it's not even like a legitimate like yeah. discussion it's, point. It's it's not anything that says well the uh, the evidence shows on the contrary to what you're saying and this it's not a discussion like that it's literally just insults and name calling, and that's the thing I recently put up a um, 
I recently put up a, a, a picture on Instagram uh, where I was discussing, because I had actually screenshot somebody who had said, uh, say the names of the people that Kyle Rittenhouse has killed, uh, being Anthony Huber and Joseph uh, Rosenbaum. And it was supposed to be this hashtag, say their names. Now, of course, they're both dirt bags. Like, you know, they were both dirt horrible. bags. Horrible. But of course, Stephen, who shared this, had said, don't worry, he's masked and vaccinated and boosted. He had to let you know that in his Twitter title. But I had him. Yeah, thank God, right? I was worried. Um, I was really worried that he wasn't <laughs> and vaccinated and boosted. Right. So I go to him and I, I retweeted him. And I said, well, let's also say their crime. Rosamom has 11 accounts of you know, of rape, inappropriate sexual uh, sexual activity. He's raped 11 years. Uh, sorry, he's 11 times he's raped. It's horrible. Uh, Huber is a repeated domestic abuser. So is Rosamond, actually. But these are people who you want to to idolize, right? And I say idolize with quotation marks because we were accused by an Instagram user that we were idolizing Rittenhouse. So there's, I think there's a very big difference between trying to, between idolizing somebody, which I'm thoroughly against, versus sticking up for somebody who is going through a horrible experience as well as who was in the right. We're, uh, in my opinion, and I'd say almost objectively, we are defending the right thing versus idolizing and trying to put in memoriam people who are objectively horrible people. This man, Roosevelt, was let out of the clinic the same day of the riots and then went to go commit more crimes. Arson, threatening people. He's no he's forfeited his right to freedom of speech as soon as he says, I'm going to kill you. That's not free speech. He was saying it in the middle of the crowd. So a lot of these so a lot of these uh, these arguments of, well, you're idolized. No, they're not idolized. We're actually just pointing out the fact of someone who's who's right and people who are in the wrong. And in this case, all of a lot of these are horrible takes, and they have to accept that they're in the wrong. But they won't because, again, it's already been framed that it's a white supremacist quote that you're that you're idolizing or a, a bad child after a quote that, that we're defending. Meanwhile, you have people, again, like LeBron James. Listen, I'm not a sports guy, but... I know that LeBron James will walk off the court if he knows that his team is about to lose. There's a little bit of water eyes there. All right, no, nothing. I won't. I'll, I'll stop banning you. It's just entertaining for me. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, come on, man. Like, again, I can't control what other people are doing. Other other people can idolize them all they want. There are people that treated President Trump like he was Jesus Christ reborn. I'm Jewish. I don't know what that's like to treat someone that way, but. Everyone is fallible. No one is. No one. No one should be idolized until that that level. It's just not something that I do as a human being. What other people do, they do. We like to talk objective facts and we like to speculate a little bit. But we also want to expose things that are just absolutely ridiculous. And this nonsense that's being pushed is not supported by any factual evidence. And if there was factual evidence, you don't you think that the prosecution would have brought it forwards? I mean, that's what I would have thought if they actually had a case to present. They should have presented it instead of doing the defense's job for them. Honestly, I thought that we were over the whole uh, violent video games make you uh, make you predisposed to become more violent or be violent in the real world. Um, and honestly, I'm surprised more people in the gaming community, more commentators, streamers, uh, large gaming channels didn't actually speak up against this because at times they've been political before in their opinions. But, you know, it's, it, I digress, but that's a horrible argument because hey i've been gaming since i've been maybe three and a half four years old with the first playstation that came out 
Is that um, what made you a white supremacist Nazi sympathizer, according to Jeffrey Lex? Well, I mean, I was playing Tarzan. I remember that game pretty vividly. <laughs> that means anything. But, I think NFL Blitz gave me unrealistic expectations of what football should be. So I blame video games for that. Right, right. I mean, it, it's really a, it's really interesting situation to see that argument being put up. Seems that there's no evidence really to back up that argument, back up that claim. I mean, you look at the world population of people that are actually partaking in these sorts of video games activities, you'd see a lot. I'd see a huge increase of price. It's just it's that's so add up to that. And I think that, that argument, I think it was a weak argument brought up by the prosecution. Um, so I think, uh, I don't know if Evan, if you're going to take this question first, you can take it first. We'll, we'll answer this. We'll tell you, I mean, there's a reason why we're talking about it and we explained it in the beginning of the episode. So if you hopped on late, then it's understandable that, uh, right. that you didn't catch that part, but you can take that question, Gabe. I'm good with that. Okay. So the question is, uh, why is it that you're talking so much about Rittenhouse in the first place? You don't think it's not by design. You annoyed is by design question mark. Uh, arguing over Rittenhouse is precisely what the powers that be want us to do. So this is actually a, a question that seems to be more of a, I wouldn't say it's attacking or like it's not pro or against Kyle Rittenhouse, more so about what the powers of Democrats versus Republicans or conservative liberal ideologies, correct me if I'm wrong, um, commenter or questioner. Uh, it's really about like the us versus them mentality against the powers that be. Honestly, I don't think that this is one of those types of situations. I believe that the uh, the George Floyd uh, trial and the race riots and the way that people were framed uh, afterwards, I think that was an us versus them type of uh, deal because after George Floyd, everyone was branded a racist if you did not stand or kneel in solidarity. Um, if Again, this is going back to uh, the 2015-2016 uh, election cycle when you see that if you supported Donald Trump or if you're a Republican, it was an us versus them uh, mentality. I think that's where we've seen it more so than the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I think there are people who are taking this to more extremes than we are. We're simply talking about it because it is something that we've mentioned before being a very big precedent in a law perspective, in a legal perspective of do you have a right to defend yourself? And if Kyle Rittenhouse is defending himself with a higher uh, powered uh, firearm versus his attackers, that doesn't give him any less of a right to defend himself. I don't know if that answers your question or not. Yeah, and honestly, it's more from an objective legal perspective. And like Gabe said, if if in this situation that's so blatantly obvious, based on all of the evidence and all of the testimony, that he found guilty and it's not self-defense, you're essentially stating that you don't have the right to defend yourself. And again, it will cause more chaos when and as you should get off because they'll be like oh well these people are just upset right and they're rioting because they're upset and things are so bad and once again like i've said over and over again the plan for big government is to create a larger government is to federalize everything right the reason why they attack local and state law enforcement is because they want to be able to federalize it they want everything under the umbrella of the federal government oh look kenosha is in in flames the locals can't get it under control you need this federalized. It's so bad that the only people that can save you are the big, bad federal government. And that has been their plan all along. We've seen it with Bill de Blasio in New York. He has purposely destroyed this city in order to be able to go, hey, you know, it's so bad. It's impossible to live here. We should get rid of private property, right? You shouldn't have to rent from other people. The government should provide you with this housing. It's all in their game plan. They want chaos. That's how they take control. But I don't think it's a, one of those big things that 
really should be dividing people. They shouldn't be dividing anyone. There is nothing in this that should be dividing people. The problem is that the media purposely does this. They bring up narratives that don't make any sense. Kyle Rittenhouse is not a white supremacist. Again, no evidence to support that. Cory Bush making up a story about being shot at by white supremacists in Ferguson doesn't help anybody. This, this whole thing is done. These people use these situations to take advantage. And it's so crazy. They're not talking about the case in Georgia because the case in Georgia is too much up in the air, right? They have to prove whether or not these guys had the right to try to detain Arbery before they had the legal, if they didn't have the right to detain him, then it's, it's murder. They're going down because they, they brought out the firearms, but if they had a right to detain him, which again, I haven't looked too deep into it. We will see that trial as it goes through, but it's just, it's one of those things where we have to be objective about it. It's one of the biggest things in the news right now. It's about to come to a head and it is an important issue. And it's important for people who think, who believe in the second amendment, who believe that you have the right to defend yourself with firearms. You don't have to be out there defending yourself, go, you know, going hands, you know, toe to toe, squaring up against these people. You should be using every legal advantage that you have to be able to ensure your safety. Kyle Rittenhouse did that. He was attacked by three grown men, one of whom was reaching for the rifle, another one who's swinging a skateboard at him. And if you don't believe that a skateboard is deadly force, then I'm sorry, you just you don't understand the, the amount of damage that a skateboard can do. And then a pistol. It's it just, it's one of those things where, yes, it should not be a dividing thing, but the elitists have made this a dividing thing by trying to say that if you believe that you can defend yourself, and they've done this a million times, right? Oh, your property is more important than someone else's life? Well, obviously, you don't value your life that much because you're coming onto my property. So it, mm. it, it's this whole thing where they want to make us feel bad. They, they want to shame people. That's what they do. They've done this with everything, right? Oh, if you don't support this cause, then you're a racist. Oh, if you believe that you should be able to defend yourself, then you know that that's a, that's a that's a, a thing of white supremacy, or that's so antiquated. And you know, in a modern society, we don't do that. It's all done for division and shaming, and it's all absolutely ridiculous. And that's why we're calling it out, and that's why this trial is important because he there is no evidence that this wasn't self defense. All the evidence points to that it was. So for some reason, people are burning down the city because someone who defended himself against three attackers gets it's found to be self-defense. It's it's it, I don't know. It's a it's a sad state for for our country. All right. So uh, so the person who is actually uh, commenting to us um, for the audio listeners who will see this uh, or sorry hear about this later is uh, by the name of uh, No Nothing H. All right. Yeah, and the hat uh, is designed so, to piss people off. So just, you know, I don't have to be objective so, about everything. <laughs> um, so one of these, uh, one of the things they br uh, brings up here is uh, conservatives are more so enamored with the idea. Uh, in One of the many things he's saying, or she, uh, is that conservatives are uh, sort of idea or enamored with vigilantism. Now, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily in agreement with the idea of vigilantism because uh, during the race riots, the George Floyd race riots, I had actually uh, seen people who I would typically agree with kind of turn against me because I am a because I am a, a soldier. Uh, I am I am in the National Guard. I had seen people within the community, uh, within the libertarian community, within some sectors of the conservative community, tell me that hey. 
if there are any guardsmen that come up, you know, telling me to go home or telling me to not protest uh, for BLM or telling me that I have to take a vaccine, that they will shoot the National Guard on site. And that puts me in an odd situation because you have this idea of, you know, the Boogaloo people and these sort of more extremist anti-government um, anarchistic ideas that you'd see maybe from like Antifa. And I personally wasn't for it. And there are a few people that are extremists in their ideologies that say, well, you're just a quote bootlegger. And I don't personally like that idea. We're not arguing the fact that everyone should be a vigilante. But when you see what happens after the Chauvin case to what police officers can and cannot do, when the idea where there are agents of the court and they fight for justice, ideally, then we see that in New York, the NYPD can no longer grab your torso if not, the, you, uh, you can actually sue them. You can actually put a lawsuit against them because they might be constricting your airways or patches. This is coming from George Floyd. So now when we discuss, discuss something like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, it's because this will now set the precedent. What will people can and cannot do after this? How will this then transform uh, the, our, our understanding or our interpretation of the Second Amendment? And that's what this does. It's a, it's a domino effect that we saw all throughout the 2020 election cycle. But uh, also I, Kyle, Rittenhouse is, Kyle Rittenhouse is not a vigilante. Go, right. Vigilantism is going out and hunting down criminals, defending property, defending your home, defending a business. That is a defensive position. It's not an aggressive position. Vigilantism, you are the aggressor. Kyle Rittenhouse, again, not the aggressor. This is the problem is that, yes, I don't support vigilantism. I don't think we should have people out in the streets hunting down criminals. But you should have the ability to defend yourself. It's from a defensive position. That's how you keep your life and the people that you love secure and your property secure. And that's something that that's not it's not vigilantism. Someone breaks into my house in the middle of the night and for God forbid I have to put them down because I never want to have to take a life. But God forbid I have to. That's not me being a vigilante. That's me defending my home and my life. So it's not the same thing. And there are people that do. Again, we are not on that. We're not from that perspective. We're not trying to prop up vigilantes. We're not trying to idolize vigilantism. What other people do on their shows from their platforms, that's on them. And you can hate on them all you want. That has nothing to do with us. That's not what we're pushing here. And that's not what's going on. I, I will say I do thoroughly appreciate, you know, bringing up, you know, actually trying to have, because I, I got to admit, uh, no, nothing. You had said that, you know, you'd stop trying to troll and now you would actually have a discussion. I, I would personally say that. I right. But no, no. So no, nothing without legal authority. You have the legal authority to defend your property. See, that's what you're missing. Wait, what? It, Wait, sorry. I didn't read the comment. What happened? A member of a self-appointed group of citizens who undertake law enforcement in their community without legal authority. You have legal authority to defend property. You have legal authority to defend a business and you have legal authority to defend your property. So he was given he was given authority by the owner of the business to defend the property. Mm. There is the standard outlaws. There's also the there are, and again, yes, there are people who are all like, yeah, vigilantism. Let's just go roam the streets and shoot rioters. That's not what was going on in the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. And that's again why we brought this up because that's not this case, and that they're making out this kid to be a vigilante, and he's not. He's not. There may have been other people out there who were. But he wasn't. So, no, nothing. What is the second definition uh, you, you sent? Uh, because you define it as a member of a self-appointed group of citizens who undertake law enforcement 
in their community without legal authority, typically because the, because the legal agencies are thought to be inadequate. Um, so what exactly is that supposed to, are you saying it's a group of vigilantism? Because Kyle Rittenhouse did not go there and say, I'm going to make arrests. I'm going to detect citizens arrests uh, under some sort of Good Samaritan laws. He said, and this is what we made clear at the beginning of the show, he had said he was going there to put out fires and to put out, um, and to, sorry, to render first aid. So putting out a fire does not require any sort of legal authority. Before they had citywide fire departments, there were bucket brigades that people were just called into service to do. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what exactly it is that you think we're trying to defend here. We're not saying that Calvin House and a band of people should have gone out as a mini militia going out and arresting people and bringing them to the police officers because they were enacting. They weren't able to, they were physically were stretched too thin and were not in in, in some cases not able to move uh, in on people under the authority of the, of the government. But that's a completely separate topic from what we're trying to discuss right here. Um, no, no, nothing. You're completely wrong. He had legal authority to defend the car lot. He was given permission by the owners to defend the car lot. That's legal authority. Like, come on, man. It's just, it's just ridiculous. So they gave lost connection. But we're we're moving on from this whole this whole thing. Um, I do say I do appreciate the back and forth, but he's not a vigilante. He has legal authority to be there. He had permission from the owners of the car lot to be there. He's not acting in a law enforcement capacity. He's there to defend property. It's not vigilantism. You can believe it. That's fine. But that's not the way that it is. So I don't know where Gabe went. I don't know if he's coming back, but that's going to be our show for today. No, nothing. Once again, I appreciate your candor. Oh, wait, here's Gabe. Hold on. We'll wait on Gabe a little bit. He's taking forever. I'm going to give him five seconds. Otherwise, Gabe's getting cut off. There he is. There's Gabe. He's sideways. Ah, there we go. I'm going to put my buddy's Chris comment on there because I guess okay. that's what he would have wanted. <laughs> Sorry for that. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I was trying to I was trying to check the comments and I accidentally put leave. I was like, all right, well that's fine. All right, no nothing. You don't you don't you don't understand the law. I'm sorry, you just don't. You don't understand the law. The authority to defend the property comes from the property owner. So if if I if, if I'm at home and I'm with my buddy and I go here, oh, people trying to break in, here's a gun, he now has legal authority to defend my property with me. All right. We're going, we're, we're going, we're going we're off the rails. We're going to end the show here, Gabe. Um, once again, no, nothing. Thank you for the back and forth, but uh, you are mistaken, brother. So best of luck to you and everything and uh, whatever. But guys, that is our show for today. Once again, everybody, thank you for watching, listening, wherever you are watching or listening this. You can find us on every podcast platform at Empire State Conservatives Podcast, on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives. We are somehow still on Twitter at Empire State Cons. And Gabe, why don't you tell the people where they can find you on the internets? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Baron.Montalvo, B-A-R-O-N dot Montalvo. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Baron underscore Montalvo. Uh, and on the Google by Googling my name, Gabriel E. Montalvo, that should link you to my Facebook and anything else I have my opinions on. Uh, and I'd just like to say thank you to having this open source discourse and reaching that point of respect where we can have this sort of discussion. Uh, again, this is a show where we try to keep it, you know, within a relative time space. Um, but we also have some new merch on our uh, website at the Empire State Conservatives uh, store on EmpireStateConservatives.com. You know, so please check us out. We have our new Schwackham and Stackham uh, shirt that I personally uh, enjoy. Hey, some people might find it a fun shirt. I find a lot of other things that people do and say and 
lifestyles inflammatory. So, with that being said, that's it for me. Yeah, and we are big fans of Brandon. We do have our Let's Go Brandon hat and our Let's Go Brandon shirt. It is definitely designed to piss people off and show our support for Brandon. Big fan of Brandon. So, guys, don't forget, stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm -hmm.